Okay, I didn't even know this is a thing, but apparently it is. We're talking to Rachel Chrisow today from Virtual Internships, and it's an interesting interview. If you're thinking about getting an internship, it's kind of a path less traveled right now, but it might be the mainstream as we move forward into 2020. Rachel does a great job of describing what it is, how you can do it, and where you can sign up. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to Rachel. Thank you. The three biggest reasons only 10% of students study abroad. They're afraid of being homesick, they don't think it's safe, and the number one reason people don't study abroad is cost. We're here to dispel all that, find out exactly how that 10% crafted their study abroad journey, and how you can too. I'm Chris Carlton, and this is the Study Abroadcast. Hello, students, international educators, podcast listeners, everyone. We have got a great episode for you today. Rachel Chrisow from Virtual Internships is here. And I met Rachel at a conference about a month ago. And it's kind of funny. We were talking about the service. And you know how you're looking for something and you can't really put quite put your finger on what it is? That's what Virtual Internships was for me. It's a pretty cool concept. And she's going to describe it to you more. But before we get into that, Rachel, thank you very much for being here. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on. No, you're welcome. And where and where where are you where are you beaming into us from today? I am talking to you from um, a little village in France right now, where oh. I um, work remotely myself. Actually, wow. All right. Yeah, talking the talk, as it were. So <laughs> so yeah. so let's let's get into it right away. Um, Tell me about virtual internships. Uh, what is it? If I'm a student, how do I go about doing it? Just give me the give me the the pitch really quick. Yeah, virtual internships is a company that is only just moving into its second year right now. Uh, so it's very 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 new. Or well, this this company is, and I think it's really um, answering calls that many many students have um, to be able to complete an internship. Um, without actually having to leave their campus or whatever it is they are. Um, All kinds of different students are good candidates for virtual internships. Um, I was doing a little bit of this as I ended my career at the University of Michigan, and we were finding that um, often 40-year students who are about to finish within the next six months, six or eight months, um, either woke up and said, oh, I forgot to do an internship, or, um, you know, have been so busy trying to fulfill all their academic requirements that they haven't had time to do an internship. And so um, for that group, uh, it is a way to get something on your resume with some real hands-on experience um, working with a company. Um, and that can be international experience too. So you can kind of kill two birds with one stone in that way. Um, uh, so students uh, <clears throat> can come to virtual internships either through their institution, and we do have some partnerships with different institutions, but even if there is no such uh, partnership, um, they can get online, take a look for virtualinternships.com and uh, sign up right then and there. Um, and then they're placed within a month or so, and then the internship is 300 hours. Uh, and one of the nice things is it can be extremely flexible. They can either do it full time uh, but if they are taking classes, they can also do a part-time internship um, uh, and still finish off their coursework. Okay, perfect. So, and then do you find that students 
and again, this is the second year, so you might not even know yet, but do you find that more students are doing it just while they're on their campus or while they're studying abroad? Um, so we, there's another segment, the one, one segment of students I didn't talk about is our international students. Oh, okay. International students that are sitting in the U.S. don't have the right to work, as you probably know, um, but they are able to do uh, a virtual remote internship. Um, and we had an example um one of the students who just finished her internship a month ago uh, was studying abroad in the UK, ended up having a virtual internship uh, with a company in China. And then when she went back to her homeland, which was Japan, she finished off her internship. So she kind of spanned, you know, three, uh, three areas quite easily through a virtual internship. So it, it can be part of study abroad. It certainly doesn't have to be. Um, right. But for for international students, uh, certainly it, it's a good way. Also, I think it it can open up students' eyes to new locations, which they might then consider for study abroad. Sure. Yeah. So I okay. So yeah, I I'm ensconced in this world, and I I, I you don't really I I understand it, and I get it. But to a student who's thinking about getting an internship, right? Why in in a traditional sense, like okay, I'm going to show up here for a semester and get coffee and, and all that and, and do and, and do the kind of internship things. Why should they pick you or go through you as opposed to another program or through the, like a traditional thing like their school? Um, you, you, you said knocking down walls. and it, it, Are there other benefits that I'm missing or is it just the obvious ones that you can work for a company that you normally couldn't work for on campus? So, good question, and we get that question a lot, obviously. It's like, why wouldn't I just go and work somewhere if I need to do an internship? Right. And aside from the obvious answer, where some people just don't have the mobility to do that, um, I think we're um, doing a virtual internship. You're preparing yourself kind of for what we like to call, you know, the, the fourth industrial revolution, you know, the, the next age. I think more and yeah. more of us are working remotely, even sometimes without realizing it. People take work home at night and... Um, lots and lots of people are working uh, remotely and this um, an internship like this gives you skills right out of the box and as soon as you graduate you've got this kind of remote working skill you know digital toolkit that you're already very familiar with that can prepare you you know for your next job it, doing something virtually also teaches students I think um, how to you know time management skills, how to focus, how to really uh, get to the work that needs to be done, and less time wasting potentially because you're actually on your own time all the time. Right. Um, and uh, so I think there are kind of a lot of tangential skills that, that students learn. Also, let's not forget, um, it's, it's a, you know, it's an interesting thing to do. You know, say you go to university, um, you know, in your home state or wherever, and um, suddenly you get this virtual internship with a company in New Zealand or something. And you're like, learn a little bit about the culture, you know, you, you, you do your job, you learn the skills you're learning on the job that you would anyway. Um, and then you come away with this kind of little bit of a different story to, uh, to spin once you're on the job market. Right. And I think it shows, you know, kind of ingenuity and versati versatility, as well as a, as a little kind of glimpse into another world. Right, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, do you, does a student offer? Do you offer both 
internships for credit and paid internships, or is it one or the other? So the internships are not paid. So um, that you know that's a situation not paid. Um, we like to consider it an investment in your future. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and as a credit, the the credit is usually granted by the institution that you're in. You know, there can be experiential yep. credit courses. Um, and the neat thing about virtual internships is they have an integrated online learning platform called CareerBridge, um, which goes along with the internship. So there is constant, um, kind of, it's like a, uh, um, a triangle, if you like. It's, it's a student who constantly gets feedback from their employer who also shares that with um, oh. uh, their mentor at virtual internships. And every 40 hours of work, however that works out, um, there's a conversation that goes on, a kind of a three-way conversation, and so feedback is, is shared. Right. And so I think all of that kind of lends itself towards uh, kind of learning and making the internship a bit more uh, credit-worthy. Okay. Yeah, perfect. It's, uh, yeah, it sounds terrific. So let's, let's kind of branch, I guess, into you. how did you get started in this? And I guess let's start back. You studied abroad, is that right? I did study abroad, yes. I did my undergraduate degree uh, at the University of Sheffield in England. Okay. And um, during my third year, I actually came to France and uh, studied abroad uh, in the city of Montpellier for one year. And, um, you know, it, it informed really the rest of my life, you know, in, in no uncertain terms. Um, I always knew I liked the country of France. You know, I spent a year here, became fluent in French. Um finished my degree in French literature uh, and then went off to the University of Pennsylvania in the US and did a PhD in French literature. Um, and, and, and so study abroad really catapulted, you know, catapulted me into my career, which, you know, I'm still, still having and still evolving. Um, as I was teaching French, I, I became more and more interested in, in how students were using the French. You know, not everybody learns French in college you know, well, very few people actually want to end up being a French teacher. Some, some do, and, and that's great. Uh, some wish to work for French companies. Uh, I did teach French for business for a long time. Um, and, you know, over the years, I thought, wouldn't it be great if they could actually use this French business language I'm teaching them and, and the cultural aspects of French business I'm teaching them, you know, in, in a real practical way. And so uh, it was back in the year 2000, a long time ago now, I uh, managed to convince five of my friends in France who ran small companies to take students as interns for the summer. And this was a purely an ad hoc yeah. thing and certainly not a program at that time. And, uh, and it went really well. And I thought, oh, maybe we're onto something here. Yeah. So um, at that point, it was primarily a language uh, focused you know, summer experience. Um, but soon I began to realize that they were really learning work skills too. And um, I kind of, you know, took my, my little dog and pony show to the business school at Michigan, the Ross Business School, and they agreed to help fund me build a program. So I did that over the next uh, 10 to 15 years at Michigan, um, the International Internship Program, where I, I got to send a lot of students abroad to in the end, a lot of countries. We, we, we grew to about 30 countries in the end, sending about 150 students abroad each summer. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so you've, you've definitely kind of like 
ate, slept, slept and breathed this for the last for the majority of your career, and now you're right at the uh, the cusp of it as far as the technology goes, huh? Yes, I mean it just it, it it you know one day a little light bulb went on and said you know it's a real shame a lot of students can't do this you know can't do an internship abroad. Yeah. Um, for different reasons, you know, money is obviously uh, a big one. Uh, travel, you know, there's a lot of worry these days about um, going abroad, terrorism. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, parents are a little more fearful about putting their kids on a plane. Um, there are students with disabilities who can't travel to an internship. There are students who um, are just uncomfortable being abroad, their personal identities. Uh, lots of different reasons. And then, you know, this, this gives them the opportunity to still gain skills, you know, still have a resume that's competitive, um, uh, but, you know, without the constraints that they, you know, they've been facing in the past. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. And now, given that you're, uh, so I was on your company's website before, and you're all over the place. And where are, I mean, are most of your students now? Or is it like, are you getting students from all over the world? And I guess, um, yeah, uh, yeah, go, no, go ahead and answer that question. Um, okay, well, I was just going to say, um, it, it's growing all the time. Yeah. Uh, many of the students, the company is based in the UK, and many of the students are from, I say from the UK, um, but what I mean is they, they're studying there, so they're either, you know, uh, British students studying in the UK or international students. Right. Um, but we're now uh, starting to get quite big in the US as well, with many US students taking part. Okay. Yeah, sure. No, yeah, I don't... <clears throat> I don't doubt that you are, and I know I know this is on the website. And again, we'll we'll obviously link it on your post. But could you maybe could you maybe I guess digitalize or audioize if, if that's a word the process a student goes through as far as you matching them up with an internship? Like what? So they sign up and they say, "Yeah, get me in a, a virtual internship." Now what's next? Like how, what happens after they sign up? Um, yep, thank you. Um, so right away they begin with our career bridge, so the online uh, preparate, well, the preparation part of the online course. They begin that, and they have a one-on-one conversation with a mentor. So the mentor can find out exactly which sector they're going to be best working in, or where, where they want to work, and the and the type of internship that will best suit them. Um, and each one is kind of you know hand matched, if you like, um, <clears throat> um, just so that. You know, really, we want a win-win on every side. We want the employers to be happy, and we certainly want the students to be happy with their internship. Yeah. Um, there is a fee uh, for this, and it, it ends up to be $900, I believe, overall. So they do uh, pay for their, their first, um, make their first payment at that time. And then uh, once the mentor fully understands the type of internship they want, they, um, they go out into the field and um, talk to the business development managers and um, see what they can find. Awesome. They come back with that. Hopefully it's a good match. And then, then the internship begins uh, according to the timing it sets up. And as far as the, the, length <laughs> go, the length goes and the credits, like so is there anything – I guess you do there's summer I'm just thinking in terms of school there's summer semester and then spring and fall semester is there anything for like a year internship or anything shorter or how does that work well like I said it's 300 hours 
And oh, okay. I'm sorry. That can be split any way they want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they can also stop at any point. Okay. I see. Interesting. And let's see here. So, okay. So I think, is there anything <laughs> else Um, you, as far, I mean, this is how my mind works, but anything else you want to add as far as virtual internships go? Like... Um. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, yeah. no, no, no. I was just gonna say because I'm gonna get into like more of a like a you you part of the interview, but I'm just I'm just trying to think if we covered all the bases on virtual internships because I could probably keep asking and asking and asking, but I don't want to keep going <laughs> on it because it's a really exciting area for me. But let's I guess let's leave that for now. So, in, in, as far as you're <clears throat> working virtually, right, and you've traveled around, one of my favorite one of my favorite topics on the show is uh, the food. So of all your travels, and you're from Europe and you lived in the United States a long time, and now you're over there, so I guess I'll ask about the United States. Is there a dish from over here that you miss food-wise that you can't really get in Europe anymore that you that you wish you could get? Uh, well, I did just make myself a grilled cheese sandwich ah. um, <laughs> <laughs> with, with processed bread, not even with crusty crusty. crusty crusty French bread. Yeah. Um, so, so there's that. Um, <clears throat> uh, I miss being able to buy food on a Sunday afternoon because all the shops are closed. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's on holiday. Right? I saw I saw yeah. a meme the other day and it was like, and it was basically America and Europe yelling at each other as a cartoon and they were like, it's a vacation. No, it's a holiday. No, it's a vacation. No, it's a holiday. And it's, it's like no one really even knows. But, um, right. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a food I do miss. Um, okay. Fun on the cob. Oh, they don't have that over there? Fresh. They do, but it's not the same. You know how in the Midwest it can be just really, really fresh, really great. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, well, first of all, do you have any um, study of like travel stories you want to tell? Uh, something that you might want to tell at a dinner party or something funny that stuck out just travel-wise, given the nature of the podcast? Um, I did just recently go to South Africa and to Cape Town, oh, and wow. I took a little trip along the garden route, and we saw, you know, we did a little safari, and we saw the really cool, the big five, you know, the the what are they? I don't know. Lion, elephant, etc. Mm -hmm. um, but what actually blew my mind were the ostriches. Uh, they, we were walking onto a field and they came running at us. And I've never, ever seen anything quite like that. Just thousands, I think, running at top speed right towards us. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, like, I mean, they're the, aren't they the fastest after the cheetah? Aren't they like the fastest land animal? Yeah. Pretty, cl yeah, yeah. pretty close. Yeah, pretty close to it. Yeah. Wow. I can okay. tell another story. Okay, I'll yeah, tell sure. another story. A quick, a, a quick one. Um, oh, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. What, before I even went on to study abroad in Montpellier for a year, I got a scholarship to go to Freiburg, Germany, Germany um, for one month for the Goethe Institute to, 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 to study German, which I never ended up being very good at. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, but that, my... That's your third language, though. I mean, it was impressive to me when you said I went to France for a year and got fluent in French. Did it really take you just a year to learn French? Uh, no, I've been studying it at school for a okay. long time. I was going to say. All right, go ahead. Um, anyway, I went to Germany, and um, it was uh, full of international students, so people from all over the place. And, um, and, I, and I, I'm sure I had met American people before this, but these are the first American people that I remember ever meeting in my life when I was probably 18. And uh, they were from Texas. <laughs> and, and they were big from Texas, you know. Yeah. And um, and I remember um, just being so kind of in awe of their confidence and exuberance. And they would sit around at night, and they would. And one of their games was to name all of the states. Oh yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's harder to do. I know, yeah. I know. I know. And I guess I was so impressed with their um, their pride, you know, uh, uh, of the U.S. And I think it's one of the things that maybe want to come, you know, then go and pursue my graduate degree and go and live um, live in the U.S., which I have been doing for the last uh, quite a number of years. Were they were they writing them down, or were they just trying? To, they weren't just trying to do it off the top of their head. They had to write them down, right? I think they were writing them down. Yeah. yeah I Did I, down. Do you know? Do you remember if anyone got it? Yes, they did. Yeah. Someone got all yeah. fifty. That's yeah. That's like that never happens. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah. I was actually playing this game with a friend, like, like I think within a month of this time. So it's just ironic that you're telling that story. Oh, funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So oh, it was my yeah. Like I said, it was my first introduction to Americans, and I really liked them. Uh, and you know, I come. I was coming from England, where when you write down your 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 address. Um, this is going to sound silly, but when you write down your address in England, it's like your name and then the name of your house and then the road it's on and then the town it's in and then the town it's near and then the county and then the country on the postcode. And so when this woman gave me her address in, in Texas, I couldn't believe it. it was one line, one city and one postcode. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was a very succinct way of going about things. That is, yeah, that's funny. It's funny to see how the, uh, yeah, to see the juxtaposition, I guess. Um, okay. And <laughs> see, these are, this is my favorite part of the interviews, these things. But do you, uh, do you have any, uh, recommendations? Uh, maybe like a book that you, that you read that you really want to recommend? It doesn't have to be travel related or like a podcast or a blog or an app that you really like? Um, I, 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 I'm rereading the book called Intern Nation. Oh, wow. Two words. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that one by Ross Perlin, which gives really good insight into kind of the world of internships and, and where we're at right now. Um, my favorite app, um, is Flap. 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 What's Flap? Flack. Oh, Flap. Oh, Slack, Slack, Slack. Okay, I like yeah, Slack you know too. It, right? yeah. yeah, my favorite part about Slack is like the the audio that comes with it, like the you know when it, when it chimes in. I don't know. Yeah, that was my yeah. Slack impres- okay. impersonation, but yeah. Um, and then okay, perfect. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and my podcast. I'm I was sorry. Listening to something. I have a podcast too. Okay. Well, yeah. What is it? 
Um, I was listening to the other day to one called, an entity, you know, who's interested in interning abroad or interning in general. It's called Interns on Fire. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that to me. Yeah, yeah, really. It's really kind of fun. Yeah, interns on fire. So you're, all, yeah, all about the internships. Uh, great. So again, so as as we as um, finally, just one more time. Then, if a student wants to do virtual internships, they go to the website, and then, and then what do they do? Um, there is a form right there saying, you know, please, you know, give me more information, or I'd like to sign up right away, and they can get going then and there, and they'll they'll be on a phone call within the next two days. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, perfect. Is there is is there anything else you want to add, Rachel? Um, no, Chris. I'm I'm really happy that we could chat today, and um, you know, I hope I hope some of it's uh, insightful, and and that it can help students uh, kind of take the next the next move in their career. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. If anything, like it's gonna. I don't think. I mean. 95 no i'd probably even say like 98 99 of students probably didn't even know that this was an option so now they will and i mean yeah I, like it's something that i probably would have looked into when i was in school so yeah uh you guys check it out i'll link everything on the website all of rachel's information uh you can connect with her there leave an honest review of the show as always hook up on social media for new interviews rachel thank you very much for doing this we'll talk to you again soon you're very welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out all the really neat infographics on the rest of the posts as well as the interviews. There's a lot of good information. You should also download Studying Abroad 201. I really recommend it if you need kind of a fire lit under your ass for studying abroad and you need some motivation. It crafts my journey and exactly what I did. Also, you, we can email you new interviews or you can connect with us on social media. All right. Thanks a lot.